everybody, it's the Ron and Don Show. Ronanddon.com. All right, what's going on, you guys? Welcome to episode 61. It's the Ron and Don Show, now dropping every Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. How about that? So we hit you right between the eyes all week long. And thanks to the tens of hundreds of thousands of people that are listening to the Ron and Don Show. In fact, we have a lot, we have more people listening to podcasts and even listen to us on Terrestrial Radio. And so many people listen to us on Terrestrial Radio. So don't forget about Glow FM. Our thanks to Johnny, our thanks to Mary, and also Kimberly. They went out to Glow FM. What did they do? This is cool. Yeah, go to glow.fm, G-L-O-W.fm, and you can become an individual sponsor of the Ron and Don Show. It helps us uh, carry the load to get this out to you three days a week. Uh, we got a beautiful new studio on the shores of Lake Union. It's awesome. Uh, so all of that sort of stuff, that's what the glow.fm does. If, if we add value to your life uh, and you want to give back, we would really appreciate it. It. You can pick your amount. The, the, the web address is in the show notes. Yeah. Uh, coming up on the Ron and Don Show, the art of lying. Why, why lying may actually be very important. Uh, and it's something that Ron is really good at. So he's going to tell us about the art of lying. And also, what happened to a mom when she decided to go on a dopamine fast? A lot of people going on a dopamine fast. So what is that all about? We'll get to that. First, let's get to this. I'm looking at all these letters right now from Bonnie Lake. All the kids in Bonnie Lake love you. What is going on here? Uh, because I'm seeing all these thank you cards when I just walked into our studios here moments ago. And people, it, 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 are these kids? Are these teachers? And why are they thanking you for, did you go speak at a class down there? What happened? I, I did. So I put this up on my socials and uh, I got invited to go speak to an entrepreneur uh, slash podcast class at Bonnie Lake High School uh, a couple months ago or whatever. And I, was in, in, I, I said yes because I thought at the time that future me would love to do this and that future me would have plenty of time available. Uh And then when the date was approaching, I was like, ah, (laughs) what was past me thinking? (laughs) This is a horrible day to do this. It was the day that it was snowing and it was in Bonnie Lake. And so I, it was a very long drive to get down there. It was a little bit of a, of a grumpy mood and, and, and beating myself up in the past for going down. Yeah. But then I, I, I thought, I was like, okay, if I can, if I can connect, and everybody says this cliche, it's like if I can connect with one or two kids out of this class, uh, then this will be worth it. And by connect, what I meant is when, when I was in high school and in junior high, no one, I didn't know, and this sounds, is going to sound cliche and like I was out of touch. I didn't realize all of the ways that you could make a living and be an adult. The only thing that I saw, my dad was a salesman and my mom worked at a hospital. And so, and then my friends, uh, like my friend Blake's dad sold insurance. My friend Anthony's dad, I think he worked in uh, something related to computers and his mom worked for Pan Am Airlines. So like I had all the people and the parents that I saw, I didn't want to do any of that. Uh, and as a high schooler, I was I was kind of bored and unchallenged. And so and I just I didn't put together in my brain that all the stuff I liked, somebody did. I don't know if this makes sense. So like I like to play guitar, but it never occurred to me that there was someone out there whose job it was to make guitars. And I like to play around in, on recording devices and, you know, mix things and make sounds and try to do, uh, you know, music production, that sort of stuff. But it never occurred to me that there was someone whose job it was to make records. I just 
because the only jobs that I saw were my parents and my friends' parents. And so uh, I, I, as we went through our broadcast career, I was like, man, I wish someone would have came to our high school and told me about all these different things you could do. And so when I went into this, this high school, I kind of told the story of how you and I got into radio, what it was, what I was like in, in high school, and then a couple things about, you know, the technical part, and then also just try to inspire them in what I just said. And so I got one, I got a bunch of cards, and, and a lot of them, you could tell the teacher put the, the card in front of them and said, you got to fill this out. And so they did. And a lot of you are like, dear Mr. Upshaw, and I'm like, who the hell is Mr. Totally. Oh, I'm like, oh, that's right. That's you. But there was one, one you're kid. Mr. You're Mr. Upshaw. So I talked about connecting with one kid. There's one kid named Gideon yeah. who wrote me wow. an entire letter. Yeah. And I remember this guy because uh, he had long hair and I could, and he played guitar. And he has his own Bible series. Yes, uh, Gideon's, that, Gideon's that Bible. You can find in every uh, Motel 6 uh, so, from here to the East Coast. I'm not going to read his letter because I didn't get permission to read it. Hmm. But in a nutshell, it talked about exactly what i wanted yeah. as a high school i'm gonna read the letter and i don't have permission i'm just gonna go ahead and read it while you're uh dear mr upshaw there it is again i'd like mm-hmm. to thank you for taking the time to speak with our class from your talk i found myself relating to everything that you said and i've been playing guitar for almost five years singer songwriter uh you helped me a lot inspire me for my journey mm-hmm. professional success for your friendly mm-hmm. Great shoes, uh, future potential unlimited. Once again, I would never have worn that shirt that you wore. Mm-hmm. Great guest speaker, inspiring. Again, I wouldn't have worn those that shirt with those shoes. Sincerely, Gideon. Yeah, that's a great letter right there. So I'm. Uh, that's awesome. And this is not. I do not want to be invited to every high school to come speak. <laughs> so let me get that out there. I don't think I have time. To be a guest speaker, you got. Pile, I'm looking at piles of letters. Uh, here. It was nice. Just piles I, of. And it was it, unexpected to get all these letters. What was? Some people are saying as I went through the letter, the common theme that I saw is I see the word hulak. You talked about hulak. Remind us what hulak is, because everyone said, "Hey, thanks, thanks for telling us about hulak." Uh, hulak is a, is something I stole from uh, Jim Collins, who wrote "Good to Great," mm-hmm. uh, and he talks about this concept of like if you're paying attention, there's going to be people in your life that you intersect with that are a great who. Wow, and you're lucky to have met them and that's the, me and the trajectory of your life changes i'm after your you I, I am your who luck you're my who bad luck <laughs> i'm the who and the luck over here you're the who it's curse this guy right here you're the who curse no would it would so for me would my son be my who luck could be could be my son yeah so like yeah. there are people in your life that you meet them and looking back in retrospect it's like that was my who luck yeah. so if you pay attention in the context of the story i told the kids it was uh, Peter Derricks, the guy that we met at the gym, and you knew him better than I did, uh, uh, God rest his soul. If it wasn't for him, we may not have ever been in radio. He yeah. was our who luck, and he's the guy that took our demo tape and took it to a radio station for us. Without us, I don't think we even asked him. Yeah, he owned Derek's Office Solutions. He uh, was Icon Office Solutions. Or I, well, before that, it was Derek's Office. Peter Derricks' company. Yeah, that's when I knew him. And then he sold it to Icon, but he owned Gold's Gym over in Kirkland. And then I was shopping our tape, and I couldn't get anyone to listen to our tape. And he knew the program director, Tom Lee, at KJR AM, because he was one of their number one uh, advertisers for the Supersonics when the Supersonics were here. And he said, I'll take the tape to Tom. Tom called us, and boom, we ended up getting radio jobs as a result of that. So, so that, he's our who luck. Yeah. <sighs> I meet a lot of girls, and they're like, who are, the hell are you? Don't call me again.
Is that who luck? What is that? That's a who restraining order. <laughs> anyway, thanks to all the kids in Bonnie Lake. Thanks for having Ron down there. And if you want to reach out to Ron and have him come speak at your high school, just yeah. write the, the new thing is it's for $10,000. Hey, listen, if your parents have a house that they want to sell, then Ron will come to your high school and speak. That's the trade-off right there. Write him, Ron at windermere.com, right? But only if you have a house to sell. <laughs> it's the Ron and Don Show. Just getting started. Episode 61, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Come on. Are you ready for a Ron and Don sit-down? Email the guys at ron at windermere.com. All right, you guys want to thank everybody, especially uh, our friends Carol. Ed, we sat down with them today. We did a, it wasn't a one-on-one. It was a two-on-two. Yeah. We did a Ron and Don sit-down. We went to them. They live up in the north end. They said, you know what? We're thinking about moving. And we think our next move is to Arizona, but this is our house. We got a lot of money locked up in this house. What should we do with this house? This is a good time to bring it to market. And we sat down, we walked through the house, we began to have that discussion. It's a Ron and Don sit down. If you'd like us to come to you in your house, uh, the thing that broke my heart a little bit, because they live up in the north end near, near Linwood, they said, we didn't think you guys would come because uh, you're in Seattle. We, if you, I'm telling you, if you are within the sound of our voice, we will come. So if you're listening to us in France right now, we will come to France. I would love to sell a house in France. Are we licensed in France? Yeah. Why wouldn't we do that? Right? Uh, if you're listening to us in Manhattan right now, we can sell a skyscraper. Sure. Yeah. So seriously, if you're within the sound of our voice here in the great Pacific Northwest, we would love to come to you. And so far, we're at 100% of homemade cookies. We are. We're batting 1,000 on homemade cookies. She had some great cookies today. It's really good. Ron it down, sit down, reach out to Ron. Ron at windermere.com. We'll come to you. You can come to us at our offices here in Seattle. And uh, let's sit down and talk about your real estate journey and uh, make a plan together, all right? Hey, the, let's talk about this, the art of lying. Uh, I ch- I've been trying to catch my son uh, in a lie every once in a while. He's nine, about to turn 10. And every once in a while, I feel like I'm about to catch him in a lie, and then he doesn't lie to me. He'll just kind of go, well, if I ask him, a qu- when I start hearing the, well, uh, and then it turns into a, he doesn't know, right? That's nice. Yeah. I like that. Instead of lying, it turns into a well, and then uh, and and then he doesn't know. Which, in a sense, I know that he knows. So maybe that is a lie, right? Uh, I've looked into lying. There's something called the art of lying, and they say we use our prefrontal cortex when it comes to lying. It takes a lot of brain power. Uh, to lie. And it used to be when you looked at the Ten Commandments, the Ten Commandments tell you not to lie. You look at the great Stoic philosophers over time, and they said, you know what? There are exceptions to the rule. And every once in a while, maybe you should lie. They say, we as humans, we tell about two big whoppers a day. And they, and they say, it's very, very hard for other humans to actually tell if you're lying or not. And that's one of the reasons why they will hook people up to a lie detector. And that lie detector, it studies the prefrontal cortex because that's usually where the lying goes on. And it takes more brain power to do it. So when that uh, when that machine begins to detect that you're using more brain power up front and that prefrontal cortex, it's like, ooh, maybe there's a lie going on here. I don't know if, you, if you've heard about it. Malcolm Gladwell's new book, uh, Talking to Strangers, is all about this. It's great and he line. goes into this great book. Uh, uh, a chapter uh, called The D- Default to Truth. Mm-hmm. Society would not work and this is the the theory behind this default to truth society would completely break down if we didn't default to truth i need to believe 
that when I'm driving behind you and you put your blinker on, that you're not lying, that you're actually going to switch lanes or you're going to turn right. Uh, I need to believe that when that light turns red, Mm. that you're going to stop and not lie about it and then T-bone me when I go through the intersection. I need to believe that when I'm interacting day to day, that people are acting in a truthful manner. And so we have this very strong biological thing that's defaulting to truth. And so Malcolm goes into a a whole uh, thing on this where he's like, why wouldn't we have evolved to be better lie detectors? Wouldn't that have an advantage over the millennium? Like if you were a person and you could detect lying better, wouldn't you have had a one-up on everybody else and then your DNA would be passed down and it would be a favorable trait? And he's like, uh, the scientist's like, no, that would be unfavorable because you would be constantly going through life being suspicious of everybody and everything. You would become a a thorn in everyone's side because you would never believe anybody. And so, because there are these white lies that happen all the time. And he says, what it's really about is, are you being surprised? Mm. Like, do you, and, and, and Seth Godin talks about this a lot. He's like, it's, it's an unexpected surprise that's negative. And the example he always uses is it's like, okay, you don't mind, uh, you know, you see an advertisement online and, and they, they tracked you. You don't necessarily mind that. However, if you had a phone call and it said, dear Mr. Johnson, we've noticed that you've been spending a, a lot of time at one hour motels and that you also uh, have been buying all these things at the drugstore. Would you like a 50% off on an STD <laughs> test? I'm like, no, I don't want 50% off of that STD test. Like, it's the same thing they're doing in these other areas. You're just surprised by it. That is a surprise. And that so, would, that, 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 that would be a surprise. That would be a huge surprise. And so, but that's what the companies are doing. They're tracking you yeah. and trying to put an ad in front of you that, that is based on your behavior. So uh, I, that I found very interesting that, yes, we're going to lie. As long as you're not doing it with malicious intent, I think that everybody yeah. understands that that's the lubrication of society. I had someone tell me the other day, they're, they're like, they, they accused me of lying to my son. And they didn't know the backstory. And they said, are you lying to your son? And they, they, they asked me about us praying to Jesus. And they saw us stop. And we were out. And we were getting ready to have dinner. And even if there are people around, my son still wants to hold hands. And he still wants to pray to Jesus. When we, I was dropping off to school this morning, he wanted to say a prayer uh, to Jesus. And then uh, a lot of times before he goes to bed, he'll, he will call me upstairs and when he's reading and he says, can we, can we pray? And he wants to pray to Jesus. And th- this person said, they said, you know, you don't even believe in Jesus. So why are you praying to Jesus? Because in a way you're lying to your son. And that's not true. I do believe in Jesus. He's a liar, lunatic, exactly who he said he was. He roamed there 2,000 years ago. Whether he's with the Son of God or not, you can figure that out. Uh, so I'm not going to get in that argument with somebody. But I grew up in the church praying to Jesus. So I understand my son wanting, wanting to pray to Jesus. And what happened is he was visiting with some family members and they went to church and there was a Christmas service and I wasn't there. This is in, uh, he was back visiting the Midwest and it was a very lovely Christmas service. And this is where he learned to pray to Jesus and he learned about the baby Jesus and everything else. And so he came home and he wanted to pray to Jesus. And there was an issue in our family uh, one night where there was somebody that was really sick. The fire department was called. And uh, actually, the guys from Queen Anne, from Engine 20, actually showed up. And they brought medical aid. 
my son was there when this was going down, and I'm not going to get into what was going on with who. Uh, we'll keep that a private matter. But he was there. He got very concerned. And this was a very concerning thing that was going on. It was very alarming. And I arrived, and I was there, and he was there, and the, and the paramedics were there. And so I put him in the other room. And as all these things are going on, and, and the paramedics are doing their job, and they did an incredible job, I went into the room. He's on his knees. And he's praying to Jesus. And the medical outcome of what happened that night was great. And the person ended up, uh, they're doing very well today. If we wouldn't have called the fire department, they'd be in a lot of trouble. And I don't even know if they'd be here. But they, the, the fire department did a great job. So that's why my son feels like when you pray to Jesus, good things happen. Because something really good happened that night for a person that we love and care about, and they're still with us, right? So my son, the backstory is, that's why he prays to Jesus, because he prayed to Jesus that night. He feels like Jesus saved somebody that he really loves and cares about. And so whenever he asks me to partner with him and pray to Jesus, and even if it's out in public in front of other people and all that, I don't give a damn, because he believes I believe too. And even though I kind of have a rocky road with the church when I got older and I began to see things differently, through my son's eyes, through the eyes of a nine-year-old, he sees Jesus. And so through his eyes, I do too. And that's why we pray to we pray to Jesus before we go to bed or before we go to school. So anyway. So that's a lie. Kind of? Is that a lie? Kind of? That's exactly what they're talking about. I think uh, I'm not going to well, have the power to absolve you. You're fine. <laughs> Do, do what you do. Well, you walked in here a moment ago with a robe on which yes. and some incense. And then also you have me standing here holding this holy candle. And then uh, I was about to take this Bible. And I, I'm not going to take this in, in metaphor any farther. <laughs> You're on your own now, pal. I used to be an altar boy. So yeah, we did all that stuff. Anyway. So I think it's okay sometimes to tell those little lies. It's the Ron and Don Show. See you in one minute. Only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Follow us on the social media platforms. Just search for Ron Upshaw or Don O'Neill. Thanks for listening, you guys. I realize it's not easy. Charlie the dog and I have to listen to these two jokers every day. All right, Ron and Don Show, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network, and we are licensed brokers with Windermere. So if you want to sit down with us, we'd love to sit down with you. It's called the Ron and Don Sit Down. All you have to do is reach out to Ron, ron at windermere.com. I'm Don O'Neill at windermere.com. Also, get signed up for the Ron and Don Newsletter, uh, and over 5,000 people have signed up for the newsletter. Yeah, you just go to ronanddon.com. You find that microphone logo, and then cruise down. It's right under the picture. Put your email address in there, and you will be signed up. Yeah. Let's talk about fasting. Uh, I'd share a story a little while ago about my cousin Josh. I was back in the Midwest a couple months ago seeing him, and he looks he looks amazing. He's a construction worker. Uh, he also gets up in the morning. He has his workout he does every morning at 4 a.m., and then he doesn't eat until noon, and then he eats from noon till 8 o'clock at night. That's it. That's the window, the eight-hour window. Nonstop? Uh, pretty much nonstop. Maybe once in a while have a few beers in there, uh, and then after that at 8 o'clock, 8.01, there's no more consumption of food, and then he goes from 8 o'clock all the way till noon, 
the next day. We've heard a lot about intermittent fasting. Uh, there are biblical uh, reasons for fasting. Uh, and also now there's scientific reasons that say that intermittent fasting may actually be pretty good for you. You study the diet a lot. You study food a lot. Where do you land on intermittent fasting? Then I want to talk about dopamine fasting. I, I've, I've researched it a little bit. I just don't like it's, it's too much for me to take on something new right now. <laughs> like I, I, it's just too much. So like, I think I don't know enough of the mechanics of how it works because me thinking of that, it's like, okay, going from eight, uh, basically 16 hours a day without eating, uh, seems very extreme to me. Like I'm a person that my blood sugar has always spiked. And before I was, had my metrics dialed in and that to me just seems like a recipe for like crashing and spiking. And when, when, when my energy level gets super low, my self-control also gets super low. And so that's when I, uh, reach for a candy bar. I reach for ice cream. I reach for sweets Mm. when I get in that state. So it's very, that would, that would be a recipe for disaster for me. I feel when I go tra- trail running, if I sit there and I introduce like goo, it's a, it's a hundred calories and let's say I'm going to go running and I drink some coffee. Usually I drink some coffee before I run, maybe have a banana. And then in the middle of that run, if I start getting hungry, then I'll pound some goo, which is just really a lot of sugar. You're putting sugar inside. Once you introduce yourself to sugar and you're on a long distance run and I wear this vest sometimes, if you're going to do like a full marathon or a half marathon, I'm sitting there when I first started out with this vest with all these goos and all these products that you would carry and all these drinks. And then I'd look at other people that could run a half marathon or a full marathon. They didn't need any of this. And the reason they didn't need any of this is because they were intermittent fasters. And what they had the ability to do and their body had the ability to do is to feed off of fat and use fat as energy when they were running. For me, I'm sitting there and I keep giving my body sugar and sugar and sugar. Every time you give a goo, every time I give a banana, sometimes a lot of trail runners out there, they're eating candy. Uh, On some of the trail runs, you'll be out in the middle of the woods and all of a sudden uh, they have a table laid out for you and there's potato chips and all kinds of crazy stuff and carbohydrate and salt and everything else you need uh, because you don't want to bonk. You have to go through the process, uh, especially when you're exercising and you're going to exercise and not eat. You have to go through the process of bonking. And a lot of times you'll bonk and bonk and bonk. Do you know what I mean by bonk? That's where you just hit the wall. You hit the wall and that's where you feel like you need to grab, I need to grab a goo or you feel like you need to grab a candy bar. That's when you have to hold your ground. That's when you can't grab the goo. That's when you can't grab the, the, the candy bar and you hang on. And in my case, that's when you keep running. If you do that for three or four weeks, there's a transition that happens in your body. And there's a lot of ultra athletes that go through this. And all of a sudden, you don't need the potato chips. You don't need the candy in the woods. You don't need the goo. And you don't even need that vest other than the fact that maybe you have some electrolytes on board and maybe you have lots of water on board. And that's what intermittent fasting does is for those eight hours, you consume those calories. And then your body, as it's burning off those calories, then will transition beautifully and it'll burn fat the next day. As soon as you start throwing food in on top of that, and especially when you start throwing in sugar, then your body starts craving more sugar. Have you ever noticed when you get up in the morning and let's say that you forgot to eat and you go to the gym and you work out and you accidentally do some intermittent fasting without introducing food and you get to almost noon and you're like, wow, 
This is amazing. I haven't really craved food all day. Then get up in the morning, have a half a bowl of sugary cereal, and you will crave food oh my gosh, all, all the way. Right? Yeah. So that's really what intermittent uh, fasting is all about. What is dopamine fasting? Dopamine fasting, that is that thing that your brain loves, right? And it loves oxytocin, it loves serotonin, and it loves dopamine fasting. And what a lot of people are beginning to believe, along with intermittent fasting, maybe what I should do is I should do some dopamine fasting too. And let me ask you, when you get a dopamine hit, what gives Ron of the Ron and Don? Well, how do what you gives, do this though? What gives you a big dopamine hit? How do you, how do you not induce dopamine? Of course, uh, that's the feel-good thing. So um, the, the same sort of stuff, like sugars, uh, you know, if I if I eat something pleasurable, that I'll get dopamine. Probably, I'm sex. Sure sex would do it. Oh. Uh, like the ding on your phone if you're like constantly like yeah. feeding everyone. Oh, look how many hearts I got on a picture. Whatever, like all that sort of stuff gives you little micro. Yeah, so it's it does, but in macro. So so it's taking it's taking that phone. It's taking that computer. It's taking your sexual arousal. It's taking having another beer, and it's taking those things and putting them on a shelf for like say two or three days and go, you know what? I'm going to walk away from all these dings. I'm going to walk away from all these dopamine hits. And usually you have to do something like go on a retreat, go on a vacation. You have to push away from the world a little bit in order to pull this off. But they say, they say when you do some intermittent fasting and you mix that in with some dopamine fasting, when you come back from that, all you want to do is go out and have 12 martinis. (laughs) You want to hit a strip club. You want to have 99 candy bars, right? And then on top of that, you want to go out, you want to get in a car, you want to drive at 120 miles an hour because you're starving because you haven't had any dopamine. I don't suggest dopamine fasting. There's a reason why your brain likes dopamine. It needs dopamine and it needs dopamine in doses. And to sit there and go, I'm going to dopamine fast and see what kind of happens that's when you will take yourself right off a cliff. So, intermittent fasting, yes. Dopamine fasting, mm. research is not in yet, but there's a lot of people out there that are beginning to do it, and it's kind of a health trend that we're going to continue to follow here at the Ron and Don Show. Don't forget, we love to sit down with you. Ron and I are licensed brokers. Right, Ron, Ron at windermere.com. This is episode number 61. Check out the newsletter. All you have to do is head out to the website, right? Yeah, ronandon.com. Click on that microphone, and you can also find the link to glow.fm there. Uh, We'd love it if you sponsored the show. Thank you for making our podcast so successful. Thank you for sharing it on your social media channels. And don't forget, it drops now. This is new every Monday, every Wednesday, and every Thursday. You guys keep your head up, your shoulders back, and we will see you next time for episode number 62, only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Isn't that right, G4? Keep your head up and your shoulders back. And we'll see you next time on the Ron and Don Radio Network.